Welcome to DHCD's Partners for Better Communities podcast. I'm Amanda Love. Today we have Andrea Dono, Executive Director of Harrisonburg Downtown Renaissance, and Paul Hansberger, owner of Lineage in downtown Harrisonburg. Thank you guys so much for being here and congratulations on being the 2020 Virginia Main Street Merit Award winners for outstanding business. We're so excited for you, Paul. You yeah, thank, awesome thank you. I'm excited myself. It was it was incredible news to hear um, that our business was chosen for this award. Um, it's been an interesting year for all of us, and uh, this was a, a great piece of news to hear. Yeah, I know our downtown businesses have really been been hit hard through the COVID-19 pandemic. And so it is nice to have um, a little shining light to, to showcase and, and um, you know, showcase the great work that you guys have been doing to, again, keep our downtowns thriving and, and a really great place for people to be. So uh, tell me a little bit about what Lineage is. You have a really cool backstory, I think, with, um, with how you really got started. Uh, sure. So I started Lineage um, in, I guess, it you know, technically uh, got its start in the fall of 2015 uh, when my wife and I were getting ready to have our uh, daughter. Um, she was pregnant and uh, we were kind of uh, looking at, you know, getting all the accessories and, you know, putting things on our um, <clears throat> list that we needed for being parents. And um, we obviously were in need of a diaper bag. Um, and I, I already had sewing skills and, and had, um, you know, design, you know, design, a design background. And I was, and my wife was like, well, you can just, you know, make one, can't you? And so I made a canvas and leather tote with a bunch of pockets, um, you know, really uh, sturdy and durable. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that was kind of my intention was to, you know, make something that we could use as a diaper bag that I could carry around and feel, you know, comfortable with, um, but that we could also like use for, you know, everyday use as well. Um, that wasn't just, you know, specifically for a diaper bag, um, something you could, you could carry around and throw some groceries in or take to the beach or, or, or what have you. Um, and so that was kind of the, the catalyst for starting it. Um, I didn't officially start things until uh, the following year in uh, 2016. Um, I had like a lot of friends that would see us out with with the bag that we that I made and uh, family members and they wanted a bag of their own and so I started making them kind of fleshing out like some actual designs and um, kind of hammering out kind of what would become kind of like initial line. Um, and the, you know, I, I started, it was probably, it was in summer of 2016. I was, I was sewing these bags in my basement. Um, and I was, I started applying for like craft shows and maker markets around Virginia. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I needed a name and, and so that the idea of like family and, uh, you know, kind of a heritage kind of, kind of inspired the name lineage, um, it's kind of that was you know based on the like making a bag for for our family for our child that was kind of the inspiration behind the name um and so i started doing craft shows and markets in in um, richmond area and charlottesville area and harrisonburg and uh northern virginia um and and started a website and uh i was 
And then I kind of just can, I continued doing that and kind of started expanding the line of bags and into like some leather accessories and um, everything had a very like, utilitarian kind of purposeful um, um, sort of element to it, um, you know, and, and everything kind of had this simple um, aesthetic um, that was, you know, just kind of like a, a clean um, kind of uh, simple colors, you know, and, and uh, we used uh, canvas and leather, just really traditional materials that, you know, could stand the test of time. Um, and so I started making, you know, continued, you know, building the line and building the brand. Um, and as, as things grew, um, I eventually wanted to kind of, uh, get out of my basement and garage and, and have kind of more of a, a, a public place where what people could come and see, um, the bags being made. Um, cause I had people emailing me and being like, can I come to your workshop? And I was like, well, it's in my like garage and I don't want like random people coming to my house. And, uh, so, so eventually, uh, you know, I started looking around for a place to, to have a workshop and, uh, you know, looking at commercial spaces in downtown Harrisonburg. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know, we were, we were pretty, you know, I was pretty lean. I didn't, you know, uh, have any, any, you know, capital beyond what the money in my bank account. And so we wanted to start really small and, um, you know, around the same time, uh, Agora downtown market was, was, was launching and that was kind of a unique space, um, that where we could rent just a small amount of square footage um, and be kind of in a community of a small startup businesses and um, kind of, but still have a, a presence on main street. And um, I think, so we, we ended up opening our shop in late January of 2018 um, at Agora downtown market. Um, it was like 250 square feet and it was about half, half of it was our workshop like behind the counter with sewing machines and leather working tools and cutting tables. And then, um, we had about a hundred square feet of retail and, uh, sold, you know, we started selling the, the things that we made, um, as well as some kind of like-minded, um, kind of everyday, um, handmade products from other makers and artisans. What? drove you to downtown Harrisonburg? Um, well, my wife and I, we moved to Harrisonburg, um, I believe it was in 2014, uh, late 2014. Um, she moved here for a job. Um, and we, you know, we'd lived in other cities prior to this. I went to VCU in Richmond. And so I had like a, that big city experience. Um, then we had a stint out, out West. We lived in Missoula, Montana for four years where she went to graduate school. And, uh, that's like, it kind of reminds me of Harrisonburg in a lot of ways. It's like, you know, 60,000 people, a college town with lots of creativity and outdoor stuff. Um, and, uh, so we landed in Harrisonburg and I felt like Harrisonburg was kind of like right at the cusp of you know, things were starting, you were starting to see sort of creative explosion. Um, and downtown was kind of, um, 
you know, there was lots of young businesses starting up and, uh, you know, restaurants and coffee shops and retail. Um, and I, I just thought, you know, it'd be cool to kind of be a part of that. And, you know, it's a great place to kind of build our business. And we are, I mean, we already, we'd already been making the bags. I'd already been making the bags, um, you know, out of my house here in town. And, uh, it just seemed like, you know, like a perfect place to, to start things and a really supportive community. And, and, um, I, I, I kind of wanted to be a part of, you know, that sort of what I felt like was, you know, kind of a, a new chapter of Harrisonburg and, um, and kind of be a part of like, you know, starting a business here and being part of the creative community here. Paul, I did not see you in a strip mall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, um, it does yeah. not sound like like that at all. But we looked at a few spaces uh, on no. this side of town, and we didn't let that was, so, yeah, I couldn't picture it there. Um, so, yeah. well, uh, and I guess that that's something you know. You mentioned the Agora Market, uh, Andrea. Can you tell me a little bit what that is in downtown Harrisonburg? Because it sounds pretty cool. Agora is a very cool place. It's basically a cool historic brick building that is right on Main Street. And it's got great big windows and like a little arcade atrium area. So there's a covered patio next to a little parklet. And when you walk in, you're just struck by all these great small businesses that are co-located in the same space together. So you've got a vintage market, um, you've got some uh, you know, women's boutique, you've got Paul's business. Um, a coffee shop so people can come in and, and get a, a latte and walk around. So it's so much fun. I mean, it's a place where I think it's the destination for everybody who comes to downtown. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, and they would have different events and sometimes live music and participate on First Fridays. So it's just like the fun place where you go. And it's where you can do a lot of your holiday shopping and, and get something for yourself too. It's just, um, so Harrisonburg, it's so great. Yeah, and how did you guys get connected with Paul? I mean, did, did the Main Street organization um, get involved? I mean, it doesn't sound like he was in the typical, didn't have a ton of capital or, or things like that that you had that you normally need to really you know, run in and get a brick and mortar shop. How did Main Street get involved in, in making sure that somebody like Paul landed um, and, and obviously fit the vibe of downtown, I think? Yeah, so Paul can speak to this too, but he worked downtown uh, at another organization. So we were already colleagues because we collaborated so frequently. And um, one day he said, hey, so um, I kind of have this dream <laughs> and I make these bags and I'm looking to, you know, you start small and, and I'm interested in trying to, you know, be somewhere downtown. So um, I had him on my list of people to match with spaces, but we had such a high occupancy rate that really it wasn't until Agora Market came uh, that, that they opened that up that we finally had a space for multiple retailers before the, the wait list was just so long. So it really was good timing and he was ready to go. And one of the reasons why we nominated Paul for this award is because it just felt like everything he was doing was so mindful and really checking all the boxes. And maybe it didn't feel like it at the time, but I think he's such a great success story that he perfected his craft. He was working out of his home. He had another job, so he was able to kind of build slowly. And then when he knew he was ready, 
he knew where to look for some of the resources. So I think he's been particularly resourceful in contacting all the different groups in town who could help him. So he's been in contact with the Small Business Development Center, the city economic development department, our organization, he's part of the Merchants Association. So um, he's the treasurer of the Friendly City Merchants and he participates, he is, you know, a, a small business leader in our community. And anytime there's some sort of opportunity or a grant or a program, he's submitting an application and he is just trying to build on his successes one at a time. And he's been really, I think, very meticulous in his approach and it's showing off because not only did he have this wonderful um, retail shop with an online store that he's been building out too, he's opening up a second location in what, a few weeks? Yeah, uh, we might be moving in next week. Awesome, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I've, we're, we got our city inspection on Thursday. Fire marshal signed off on everything. Um, I'm hopefully finishing the floors uh, this weekend and then we'll hopefully be moving in uh, early next week. And um, that space, I mean, pre pre COVID that the intention of that space was to move all of our production over there. Um, and so, I mean, Agora has been a great place to grow, but um, it's as our um, production team has grown, it's kind of had some limitations. Um, so we're kind of, we're kind of bursting at the seams as far as having multiple people working at the same time and having an efficient workflow in our workshop. Getting out of your garage once again. Yeah. So we will be moving all of our sewing and our leatherworking um, equipment to this new space along with our candle production, which we haven't touched on. Um, and that's currently in my garage. And, um, We'll be moving that and all the sewing and leather stuff to this new space. Um, and that's, I mean, it's literally like five or six blocks away from Agora. Um, and then it's kind of in, a, in, a, in an, an area of downtown that's uh, being developed and growing, um, kind of an extension of downtown Harrisonburg. Um, so we'll have our production there and a little retail showroom area and a place to like sort of a design studio where we can meet um, like um, customer customers and um, clients for maybe special projects that are not part of our retail kind of um, line. We'll then walk next door and get a, a fresh cider that was just made by the new cidery that's going in. So they're uh, in the school district. Yeah, having a cider right beside you is a cidery right beside you is not a bad a bad deal. So. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to get them to put a line through the wall, and ABC said no. So I don't understand. I don't they understand. just don't do that. We our office HDR is right above Pale Fire Brewery, and uh, we were like, "Can you just run a line up?" And uh, it hasn't happened yet, but we're hopeful. <laughs> One day, one day, hey, they keep relaxing the ABC laws like they do right now with COVID. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think it's really interesting to hear the growth that you've seen. Um, you know, there's something special, I think, about being invested in a downtown. And I think our main streets thrive off of businesses like, like that you have, Paul, and, and a business leader like you are. I think about people that might be listening to this podcast today that probably are in a similar situation to you, that they are 
in their basement or in their garage and have this really great idea and this dream. And so it's really cool to hear um, your your um, transformation. The great thing about Lineage is that they, what Paul does is the production right in front of his customers. And so he's built a brand over time, um, which has gotten his customers very excited about coming to see him work and to meet him and to, um, you know, watch everything sort of unfold in front of their eyes. So having a space where people can come in and, and do that and be around other cool shops and um, then go across the street um, to with simplicity where um, she makes all of her products um, by hand um, beauty, beauty products and it's just it's so cool that we've got kind of like a maker culture here I think you know Paul's story is super cool but there's a number of people who said that they got started in someone's basement or um, in the garage you know maybe brewing beer trying it out and then opening up a brewery or um, you know making beauty or um, other products and then opening up the store. So there's there's a neat tradition in Harrisonburg where people get started and then um, eventually just grow into a bricks and mortar and then um, build an online brand and get online customers too. And Paul's got a great um, social media feed. And I think you were telling me, Paul, that folks would find you on Instagram and um, next thing you know that they're driving down 81 and make sure that they stop in to see you and, um, yeah. I think that's really cool. So he's he's also part of that like tourism based business and experience based business where people come in and watch. So it's just it's a great fit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we do get a lot of visitors from out of town who 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 have found us on Instagram, um, or read our story or heard about us, and and you know maybe they're they're uh, passing through or they're visiting the national park or um, visiting breweries in the area or uh, visiting colleges for their kid. Um, you know, this, there's so many stories, um, but we, we do interact with a lot of people that make a day trip over from Richmond or Charlottesville or Northern Virginia and, and hit a few things, but they, they add us to the list of the, the stops they wanna make. Um, and we do, I mean, we do sell a lot online um, now. Um, that's something we've, we've definitely pushed uh, and, and that was kind of one of the places where I started, but, um, you know, part of, part of lineage and I think part of our, our retail experience and, and, and even our brand is it's, it's a very tactile, um, experience and there's only so much you can, you can see online. So, um, having a place where people can come and touch and feel the bags and, um, the other goods that we sell and, and, and smell the candles that we make, um, that's, um, you know, a big part of that sort of, you know, I guess, destination um, and shopping experience. And, and I think, you know, we're very um, intentional in our store, um, you know, you know, setting it up in a way that, you know, kind of makes it like uh, an adventure or, you know, like an exploration in, in, in that. And, and I think that's, you know, I look a lot at like, for inspiration from other businesses in other parts of the country, uh, retail brick and mortar um, stores that are kind of adapting and trying to figure out how to survive and, and offer something unique in this time. Um, not, and that's even, I mean, pre-COVID, but as far as like 
the shift to online and and you see big box stores like Target um, offering, you know, kind of more boutique lines. Um, it's like, how do you compete with that? And I think it's, um, there's going to be a lot of challenges and, and, and every, every week, every month, there's something new, but I think um, offering that unique experience and a story and a place where people can really experience something special is, you know, has been a big part of, of, of our story and you know, how far we've come. That's awesome. And again, I think it's one that we see across main streets, across not just Virginia, but across the nation that they're built upon people that are invested in their community and, and just this idea of, of um, just building upon something that's really special and unique to them to bring it to, um, to so many folks. So that's really fantastic to hear that. Um, you've been able to grow. And, and so tell me, you know, when you first opened, it's, obviously it sounds like it was just you for a little bit in your basement, but how have you grown? Um, and now, I mean, we hear that you're going in, you're, you're going to have kind of another second location for, for um, the actual production and, and some retail there, but how have you grown as far as staff? I mean, how many staff have you been able to employ? And Yeah. And, when I started in my in my basement and garage, it was uh, it was primary it was just me for a long time, uh, and then I brought in uh, one or two friends helping uh, when they could. Um, you know, just just basic stuff like I would I would I would give them um, uh, some leather and be like, you know, punch the, punch it this way. You know, use the hammer uh, mallet and the the leather punch and and do that and then do that again, you know, a hundred times. And, um, they would, you know, they would always start with the really simple stuff, but, um, a lot of that is really time consuming and it would save me a little bit of time. Um, but we, when we moved into Agora, um, you know, I started, it, it was just me. And then I, I had a, a friend who was helping a few hours a week. Um, uh, that was, uh, Taylor. He was our first, uh, real employee. Um, and then as, as, as things grew, uh, we, and ramped up, you know, we were able to hire on Taylor for a little bit more, uh, time. Um, and then we, in, inside Agora, we moved, um, to, um, an, a bigger space. So we moved from us about 250 square feet in the back to about, uh, 600 square feet in the front, right on the front of the building. Um, and then about six months later, we doubled our space and we had about 1200 square feet there and that's where the, it's current iteration. Um, and so when we made that move, I, I hired, um, our second employee, um, Chelsea, who primarily just does customer service, um, and sales. And then she helps with our online store and our newsletter and our online order fulfillment. Um, and then we hired another a third person a few months later, um, Poppy, who is like, she came out of the industrial design program at JMU and she, she just graduated and, um, she's now has like a pretty big role in our production. And, um, she's even helped with a little bit with product design, some of our accessories. And she's just like one of these, I mean, everyone that works for us is super versatile and very creative and, um, you know, it's, it's like, 
it's great to just work with a bunch of different artists and they all have their own unique backgrounds. I mean, Taylor is a musician and a studio engineer. Um, and, uh, but he's also very quick and, and, and good, you know, work great with working by hand and, and learning things, figuring things out and learning new things. And, um, and Chelsea has a, a, a studio art background and she's a jewelry maker and she's, she has her own line of jewelry she's developing. Um, and, you know, Poppy's a, a, a product designer and, um, you know, um, incredibly creative person as well. Um, and we haven't, we just hired a, a fourth person um, who came out of the art program at JMU, um, who will be kind of doing two different, she'll be helping at the store part-time and then helping with our production part-time. Um, and so um, we, you know, we've been able to grow to a team of four plus my wife, Jessica, she helps out with our candle making and she picks up shifts at the store and she um, kind of just like whenever, wherever we need help, she'll, she kind of jumps in and helps out. Um, so we're, you know, I guess technically a team of five and, um, and uh, you know, there are, I'm, I'm the only full-time person. Um, everyone else is kind of part-time, but um, I think, you know, I could see us getting uh, one or two of them on full-time in the next, you know, year or so. Harrisburg Downtown Renaissance has been uh, a big resource in our in our growth. Um, you know, I, I try and take advantage of um, workshops that they have, um, and I mean, I'm I'm usually emailing her or Jesslyn or someone else there to ask for insight and and, and feedback uh, when I when I have a question on something. Um, you know. I think that they have really been a, a champion for small businesses in, in downtown Harrisonburg. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know where we'd be without the support of, of HDR, as well as uh, like uh, some of our other um, resources like the Small Business Development Center and uh, the City Economic Development Office. Um, you know, it's, um, but it's also, I think, being a, uh, being kind of tied in with them has also helped connect us with other uh, small businesses here. So, um, you know, we we're, I was able to join the Friendly City Merchants uh, organization, um, where we can kind of have monthly conversations with other business owners um, on what they're doing. Uh, you know, collaborations we can work on together. Um, I think, especially during this this uh, pandemic, um, that's been a, a great resource to have sort of like uh, other people in our same situation to talk to and um, bounce ideas off of and, and kind of try and figure this thing together. Yeah, and I also wanted to mention that Paul started an initiative to use his skills and sewing skills of other people in his network to make face masks too. So when there weren't many going around, he saw a need and kind of jumped to it because he had the materials and the skills. And then he started recruiting other people with sewing machines too, to jump in. But Paul, how many did you guys end up making? Um, yeah, so we, that was pretty, yeah, that was right in the middle, mid, mid to late March. We, we, um, we, we saw a need for face masks and I saw a few other people like on Instagram, like other, um, um, soft goods uh, makers um, 
uh, you know, people that make apparel or, or other bag makers uh, making masks. And I was like, we can do that. And so, you know, there was a lot of like um, sort of open source uh, patterns out there available on the web, on the internet that were already um, getting the okay from, from medical professionals. So we, you know, kind of like made some prototypes and uh, started making them. Uh, we set up uh, two of our staff members with sewing machines at their homes and uh and i had one here uh at, at my house so we, we could work distantly and uh we'd kind of take turns going into the shop at agora and and cutting materials uh, and then we and then we recruited um about nine volunteers from the community several of which were existing lineage customers um who had sewing machines at their house and um they uh, and we we cut materials and provided materials and and a pattern and instructions and they uh sewed masks at their house houses and then all of the ones that were made by volunteers we donated um and then the ones we, a majority of the ones we were making ourselves we were selling um and basically taking the the proceeds from the sales and putting it back into buying materials for the masks that volunteers were making um and so we ended up I think we donated over 350 masks to um, about five organizations here in town, um, as well as the rescue, the Harrisonburg Rockingham Rescue Squad. Congratulations, Paul. Congratulations, Andrea, because it's a huge deal for downtown Harrisonburg too to to have a business recognized out of all the businesses in Virginia, which we've got so many amazing businesses. Paul, yours is standing out as a real shining star. So congratulations again to you. And thank you both so much for your time today. It's It's been really cool to hear about what's happening in Harrisonburg and what's happening with lineage. And I obviously need to come up and get myself a bag is what I've decided Absolutely. in this whole conversation. <laughs> come on over, come see us. And everyone who's listening, come come stop in and see Paul and, and everyone, everyone else here. We've got something special. Hey, Paul, if people are interested in finding some of your products and, and purchasing online, do you have a website that we can push people to? We do, yes. Um, we've got a our website is at lineagegoods.com. Um, you can also follow us at, at lineagegoods um, on Instagram and Facebook, um, where we're posting daily uh, the things that we make, as well as you know helping tell the story of, of a lot of the other makers and, and small, you know, hardworking brands that we carry in our shop. Um, we do have also on our on our website we have a list of all the um, retail partners that carry um, our bags and candles. Um, we have about 60 stores um, throughout the country that carry our bags um, and, and candles um, that you can also um, shop our, our products in person at. Um, we have, I think, um, yeah, 60 stores in about 21 states plus one in England, so. Oh, wow, you're like, yeah, so cool. That tactile in-person shopping experience, um, you know, you can go and support those other small businesses and other communities. That's fantastic. And lineagegoods.com, did I get that right? And That's then right. on Facebook and Instagram at Lineage Goods. So for, for sure, check them out. I'm 
gonna have to purchase something. My husband's gonna be really upset that I did this podcast today because It'll I'm gonna go together. spend some money. I know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but thank you guys so much for your time today. Again, Paul, huge congratulations to you. And we look forward to celebrating you in a couple weeks, uh, in two weeks, I guess. It feels like it's gonna be here before, before we know it. Um, at the Main Street Downtown Intersections Conference and, and the uh, Merit Awards um, time. I wish we were in person together, but um, we for sure are celebrating you and giving you some big kudos for the great job you've done and, and look forward to your continued growth. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for the opportunity and taking time today to, to, to speak with me. Um, this is incredible news and we're really excited about this award. Um, thank you to to you and uh, Andrea and all of uh, downtown Harrisonburg for, for, for supporting us and, and kind of being a part of our story.